This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. Thanks, disembodied hot girl voice. This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. I'm Ernie. It never gets old, does it? No, no. That was, that was, that was pretty neat. I'll have to find out how you did that. Yeah, it's 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 a built-in function. You can auto play audio clips uh, up to 10 uh, throughout the episode if I wanted to. Wow. Um, yeah. If we ever do segments, like we always keep talking about what we want to do, like we want to do segments uh, segments on the show, we could do that too and, and then have a little uh, segment thing where it pops up and, and now the news with two nerds, you know, something like that. That'd be <laughs> cool too. I'm Robert, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and of course, our, uh, our co- my co-host or partner in crime, if you will, uh, Ernie here. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're here to do another live show uh, for you guys and also, of course, live. Uh, live. And if you uh, don't catch the whole thing today, you can always catch it on uh, uh, Anchor or Podcast, Spotify, wherever later. Uh, we just launched the last one, which actually is kind of uh, ironic. We just launched it this Saturday, uh, this past week, Friday, Saturday. We just launched our last live episode to the, the, the podcasting universe, and it talked about something we want to talk about today. Um, that was the before. It's kind of like a before and after thing. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while though uh, since this uh, since all this happened. Uh, oh yeah, you know, yeah. a hot minute. So yeah. So to, so to cap recap, why don't we recap what we were talking about? Because if anybody's listened yesterday or last week or two weeks ago, depending on when this episode launches live on or uh, goes on to Spotify and Apple and everywhere else, what we were talking about then and what we're going to follow up with. Obviously, the big one for us, the Joker. There it is. That's the magic. Yes. The Joker. Yes. So the last episode with Ernie, he was telling his sad sack story of how he went to go see the Joker by himself. And then today we've actually now both seen it. Now I saw it, I think a week ago or so at this point in, in real world time. Um, okay. so, so we're going to talk in depth about the Joker for a hot minute. We are going to cover it, but we have a lot of other things we want to talk about. Um, I'm watching a couple of new shows. I uh, just watched uh, Living With Yourself, which is a great one. Um, Ernie went out and was an adult this weekend, so we're going to definitely talk about downtown. Um, we're in Florida, for his case, but we went yeah, yeah, to South Florida. Yeah, South Florida, and he went down to the Miami area and what yeah. he did there. Um, I had some new stuff come across my desk as far as the, the Magic Gathering World, which is one of my things. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, and then I talk about a new app that my, and a story behind that with my 12-year-old daughter, which is always exciting to talk about our kids and their nerdy trends that we try to tie – You know, when your 12-year-old kid says, hey, this is cool, dad, and you as your 40-year-old self go, oh, let me see if I can be as cool as my 12-year-old. <laughs> and kind of goes from that point on. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into all that, but we definitely want to start off, I think. I mean, do you want to just jump right into the Joker? Yeah, let's let's talk about the Joker. It seems right. to be the most relevant thing happening. It's still going on. I mean, it's been a couple of weeks and it's still going on. So it's kind of crazy. So for all any of you, I know we just had one guest just join us or one listener just join us. Um, definitely, we're going to be having spoilers for the Joker movie uh, coming up right now so opinions generally ernie obviously you are more much more of the dc world guy than i am in a lot of ways you've been in not that i don't enjoy, don't love dc of course but you've been in it you've lived it right um you've seen the stories you know the stories of the joker really well so what did you think what give me some moments for you that really kind of stood out in this movie uh in this movie it was 
and and it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard calling this this a movie as opposed to a film. And right. I think, and and I and I refer to it more as a film than 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 just a movie. And the distinction between the two for me, and I'm going to put it out there, uh, a film is like one of those things that like it, it's not so much more about like, hey, let me just have an escape, let me just like you know, um, you know, have some empty sugar, you know what I mean? It like a it's like grabbing a candy bar when you're a little hungry and you just need something to get you by. This was like a film that like you'll remember probably for a very very long time because it brings out like emotions and feelings that you have dur- that you had during the movie. And, and that's what I felt like there's other, um, other experiences I've had, like watching, uh, uh, the first Superman movie as a kid, when it first came out, the, the only tagline needed was, uh, could you believe a man could fly? And like seeing that as a kid, like seeing, Christopher Reeve play Superman for me forever changed how I viewed Christopher Reeves. He was always Superman after that, right? If I hear like the music playing, I'm like, oh, that's Superman. Um, it kind of brings back like emotional feelings, and that's what this did. Like watching it like play out, especially like about halfway through the movie when you start noticing little elements of the DC comic books coming into it. Like dropping the names of Thomas Wayne, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, that's Bruce Wayne's dad." And then you see him on TV being a, you know, a politician, and you're like, you know, I if if this were to be like, uh, if you were to translate the the comic book world to the real world, this is probably pretty close to a real Gotham as you could get. I mean, it felt like it. I mean. It's a period piece. I think it's set like in the 80s, it feels like, because, you know, there's no cell phones. There's no technology, really. Um, Which ends up being a really key piece to this particular version of the movie, because I think it would have gone a lot differently in a lot of the scenes where they're trying to chase him and hunt him down and all this stuff. Right. If it was in modern times, he would not have been able to get away with a lot of the things he got away with in the movie. I mean, even some of this, the break-in scenes and some of the, you know, he just got a gun. and all. Yeah, that can happen, but not the way it happened there. It Correct. was kind of, it was like, this is so 80s. The crime fighting is so 80s, which isn't a bad thing, but it, no. it, it, it's, but it's it, almost a period piece at that point. Right, you know? right. And it's not too far away from modern times that, you know, they don't implement some modern techniques in there, like for, you know, crime solving and things like that and, and problem solving that they had. Because if you go too far back, let's just say they tried to set it like in the early 70s, that that would be too far away. But right. like but like the, the the way they set it like in the early 80s were like – yeah, there's there's some technology there, you know, like especially uh, even with the advances of, of medicine, like you saw the the psychiatric medicine that he was taking, you know, to help him out with his with his problems, right? Because before that, it would have just been like let's just shove him in an institution. It would have been, you right. know. So well, and they still had some of that. Well, okay, let's let's talk about that for a hot minute, right? Um, because. We don't know exactly kind of what happened with him there, right? Which is perfect storytelling, right? Like Mm -hmm. you're forced to draw your own conclusions. It's very unlike the other – can we call this a a comic book movie? 
It is based on a comic book character. Can we go with that? Let's take that. It's it's a comic book character that they made a movie out of, but it's really more than that. Yeah, it, it, and that's that's the problem that I have. Like, because people and and I don't know if you have this. Like, I have I have people that know how invested I am in films and movies and spe- specifically with this genre that they'll right. ask me like. Is it worth me going? Like, will I enjoy this movie? And for me to tell them, I'm like, look, it's a it's a heavy film, and it's I very think, heavy. And and you have to go into it thinking, look, I'm not going to get the same feeling I got from this movie as I got from, let's just say, I'll even come with uh with the more recent one, Logan. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Logan pretty much said, look. We get we get how you know these characters were portrayed before, where there's like this really good vibe feel that type of thing. You know, everything turns out okay in the end, and everybody's happy. Yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna drop some reality in, into the story for a moment. Like, how would real people like react in certain situations? And that's what Logan was for me. Like, I said, no, that was a good. That, that's probably arguably one of the best tellings of like a fictional character from from the comic book genre ever, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's this film that basically said, "Look, if you if you enjoyed watching Logan, and Logan's not that movie like you can say, you know what, today's a good day, I'm going to pop in Logan. No, it's not one of those things. It's kind of like you have to be like mentally prepared for it because it's so depressing, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's, there's so many subtleties." beneath it you know that that kind of tugs at certain certain people's heartstrings um you you go to this movie and it's so heavy and like the subtext of this is like you you know for people maybe who have battled depression right or or some other type of like schizophrenia or like bipolar is you know bipolar disorder or post-traumatic stress like like explaining it to like other people like in your community or when you're out and about and you don't get and, – and you feel like that world doesn't have that compassion. That's what you're getting from this, right? Like oh, the, yeah. Like this guy. like You're like, dude's not big enough to harm a fly. Like he's not running around out there like smacking was people in the heads with hammers, too. right? Well, and he was that creepy too. Like the, the, the – I don't even know – see, that was the other question I had. And I, I never did look it up. Um if it was a matter that he they did CGI to him, or if that was really how skinny he got. No, 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 no. He went method. He actually, he actually read read the script, read the read the screenplay, read the script, talked with the directors. They met so much because I did a deep dive after the movie. Did you? Came out. Okay. And Joaquin went, who is a method actor in his own right, completely went with what Heath Ledger did and just. Made the made the character his own, you know. Basically, put himself and 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 he lost all the weight because he imagined this guy to be somewhat frail, you know. Um, right. You know, he kind of like uh, that guy that shrinks away at, at things. You know, he's kind of a little a little cowardly at times. And his ability I mean, to play the 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 insanity of him and just the craziness of him is so just. Well, and at the beginning, you're like, this dude's not really that crazy, right? Like, he sees it for what it is. He's like, why Why is the world so 
so down? Like, why is everyone so angry? Why is everyone so mean to each other? Like, he, he was on, like, for instance, he's on the bus, like, just playing with that kid, and the mom turns around and is like, leave my son alone, you know? And he was like, I was just trying to cheer him up, and I was doing right. a pretty good job. Well, yeah, and it's it, it and it's funny too because all the media sources were like, "This is what happens when you know people are ostracized from society." This is a how-to of being a whatever the heck they were going on and on and on about, which is kind of some of the fallout. And I was like, "Yeah, this could happen to anybody," but this isn't saying you should do this. This is just saying what could happen. It's realistic, but no one's going to go out and kill people because of this. And right. at the end of the day, I mean, I'm not to justify his actions in any way shape or form but the only people he killed were people that directly affected him in his life and the bigger social aspect of it mm-hmm. was built out of other people's angers who saw it yeah they were they were you know you think about like gotham being a metaphor for like new york of the early 80s because i remember new york of the early 80s it was it was a it was a dirty city Mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty bad. Uh, you know, it had gone years of corruption, like in the in the in the courts, the police, you know, all the way up to the mayor, right? Oh he yeah. Wasn't, he wasn't doing anything to improve that city whatsoever. I mean, you could. It got to a point where you couldn't walk in Central Park and you couldn't go into uh, Times Square, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you had like a, a like a known military presence there to keep the bad element out. But then, like, you know, I guess people just got fed up, kind of similar to this movie, and they just toppled that system. And now, look, like, you go to Times Square, it's like Disneyland for adults, right? Oh, There's yeah. Like, everything is in Times Square now. You can go Central Park anytime you want, really. I mean, I don't recommend it, mind you. <laughs> but you you can, you can go there, and, and you don't feel like, you know, the like it was in the early 80s, where, like, it was a constant, like, fear of, like, danger there. Right. No, absolutely. And that's, and that's a big piece of it too. You know, it, it's, it's yeah. kind of crazy. It was stuff. like a lot of – like the world is just this scary place just waiting to dig its teeth into you, right? And that's how this guy felt. And like I remember to me the turning point was that scene in the subway where the three stockbroker guys who were you know, just loaded. They were just drunk as anything and they were probably like – you know, high on drugs or something like that. They, although they don't imply that, but you can kind of tell by the way they're like moving and like mm-hmm. stumbling around and everything. I don't yeah. know if it was just alcohol that they were on. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Right. And they just start harassing this lady, and you're kind of like, "Well, is is Arthur going to do the right thing and step in?" But then you realize, no, this this dude's like the base of the Joker. I don't think he would get involved. I think he would just shrink away from it. Right. Sure. But what happens? His his affliction kicks in. The whole I can't help myself from laughing, right? Which is a great. I mean, that was a, such a great and unique way. And it's a real condition, so it's not like. And you got to. I mean, again, you know, everybody's so hypersensitive. But I felt, from my perspective of what I know of these conditions and and things, they took a hard look at it. They made you uncomfortable with it, which is. The expectation of this movie is you will be made uncomfortable throughout, um, and you kind of get to a point where it's like, should I even be watching this? But they handle it all very well. They handle it all so very professional. I guess would be a word for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, they hand it with the 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 levit the the uh, um, 
gravitas. I'm not sure. The, 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 the weight that it deserves, which makes it a very, very difficult movie to watch. Um, yeah. If you yeah. have any of these conditions or you know anybody with these conditions, yeah, it's going to be a hard movie to watch. It's a hard movie for anybody who doesn't have these conditions to really – because like when I see the responses, and, and I want to switch a little and talk about the responses we've seen on social media from this. It's so like this is the best movie ever. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess that's uh, – oh, you could say that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a very good, well-done movie, but I can't yeah. say that I like – enjoyed it enough that I'd ever want to see it again. Yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's just a heavy movie. It's very much like you're watching this guy and you're like, you know who the Joker is thanks to like large part popular culture, right? You remember like the Cesar Romero from Batman 66. You know, he's basically the 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 laughing bank robber. He was always like hitting banks, you know, that was his thing. Mm-hmm. And he always had like this this line of jokes or like laughing gas, that type of stuff to to like get into the vault and take all the money for himself and you know, then you have um you know, you you fast forward to Jack Nicholson's Joker in Batman eighty nine, who was like the misunderstood artist, you know, I wanna bring art to Gotham, you know, and he's like dressed in purple and yellows and he's doing all this crazy stuff and, you know, he has this poison gas that basically kills people and they end up with a big smile on their face, right? Right. So so then then you move on to like the Batman animated series where you get like a very serious like Joker who's more than just those two. He's kind of like yeah, you know, I had – and they kind of hit toward this story as well. You know, I was just a normal guy like you and just saw how like the world is just crazy and I'm the only one that can see it. Like he's he's seeing the world as being – and he wants to like fix it, but it, for him to fix it, he has to kill people. And that's not just right. the way you do things, right? Then you go to – then you go to like – and everyone's going to say like are you really probably the best Joker ever, Heath Ledger? In the Dark Knight, where it was like, you don't even know how he became the Joker. You you're left to like the, well maybe he you know because in Batman what was it Batman Begins at the end of it somebody's hitting robbing banks you know a little toss back to the original Joker and he's leaving a calling card behind and it's a Joker card right and then you go into the Dark Knight which is the second movie of that trilogy, and it's – you could arguably say that it's really the Joker movie with Batman in it. Sure. And many people – and I share the view that the Joker was the hero in all of this. Batman was really the one that was wrecking Gotham. He made Gotham even worse by just existing, and the Joker's like, look, <laughs> the reason why every, everything's crazy in this town is because of Batman. He's got – Ordinary people trying to fight crime on their own. Like, how crazy is that? You know, you have you have the uh, corrupt government. You have corrupt cops. The way to f- solve all these problems is to kill all these people. Mind you, once again, killing people. Bad, right? Sure. And, of course, Batman shows that he's better than him by not killing him at the end, but just basically, you know, tying him up for police to, like, take him back to Arkham. Then you right. get this one, and it's kind of like – to me, this is more like the comic and even the killing joke, that mm-hmm. version of it, where it's like you know, life just – you know, one one bad day, one bad day could push you over the edge. And this was like over a 
a series of days. Like you had him, you know, because one thing you notice about it, you can't tell how long, how, how, what time of, uh, of, like, what was the time that all this occurred in? Was this like a couple days, a couple weeks, a couple months? It's hard to tell. Yeah, you you have no sense of time in here, right? I'm guessing right. it probably happened over a couple weeks, is what I'm thinking. From like that first incident on the subway to the time he gets on TV, and then the riot occurs. Uh, it seems like that, that feels like it's a little fast to me, but that's possible. Because I'm thinking, like back then, you know, in the time frame, there was no internet. Right. However, I'm thinking that people did things probably a little bit more more quickly back then to just stay more relevant. Like the talk show guy wanted to have this this comedian on the on 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 his show to basically almost embarrass him, right? Almost, yeah. But it, it seems that see that whole part seems kind of strange to me because it seems like it would be very fast turnaround considering there's no internet for him to have found him in a club, to have found the video of the club. I mean you know, that whole piece of it seems like it would have taken a little bit longer for it to kind of circle around to get back to the club, to, to, to the host to see that. Well, I, I don't find it that far, that hard to believe because like you well, want to think about it. Back, you know then, back then I'm thinking like late night talk show guys, especially being based in New York, would have had like – a whole bunch of production assistants, right? Yeah. And yeah. basically their job was to just be out there looking for local talent. So they would just go to all these comedy clubs, just try to get the best talent before the other guy got them, right? Because, yeah, we're talking about a time when like what? There were three channels on, on TV. As you could tell, he only had the one channel that he basically watched that had like everything on it. But seeing him sink into like that madness and – and some people could pull into like, well, it was more, you know, what really got him there was the fact of those bu- those bully kids, right? That's sure. what kicked it all off. The other people like, well, no, it was the point when like when he went to go see that uh, that social worker that basically uh, took away his his uh, his uh, medical benefits to get his prescriptions. That could work too. That that was it. <laughs> You know, you you kind of like wow, it's like snowballing. Whereas in the comics, and especially in um, the Killing Joke and in True Love, or Mad Love, um, it was just one thing that just basically pushed them over. Like that was it. I'm now the Joker. This was kind of like you started seeing like the Joker kind of kick in. Like he was very methodical. Like him writing down in his book what he was going to do, and everything else, and. Like I don't know how comfortable you felt when like he was there with the with with the empty revolver and he was mimicking how he would talk to uh, Murray, the the host of that that comedy sh- uh, that late night show, how he just whipped out the gun and you know pulled the trigger a couple times and put it underneath his chin and pulled it a couple times. And you know? again, that that I think was the moment for me where it was like. I mean, not that it wasn't before, but that was like that epitome moment of this is the Joker. Yeah, like it, which which it. moment was it, right? Yeah, that was but, that was a big one for me. I think that the first move, the first scene was him. Dan- I mean, again, and everybody used the iconic picture and meme and everything of him dancing on the stairs. Yeah, that's where he finally became the Joker. 
Yeah, that's where yeah. I think. But I mean, you could see it all along. You see the birth of the figure, and it's kind of cool to kind of see that. Now, here's or, the or what people don't ever mention when he when he tried to confront uh, Thomas Wayne at his house, and he's talking to Bruce. That was kind of yeah. That and was I'm like, good. and I'm thinking. Bruce is probably about eight or nine in that shot, right? Totally screwing up timelines for everything. But we don't know ever really know how the old – as you had mentioned before, we don't really ever know how old the Joker is. So the timeline can be as screwy as they want it to be. There is yeah. no rule of thumb here. Yeah. I mean in in The Dark Knight Returns, they're probably – you know, between Christian Bale and Heath Ledger, I want to say they're probably around the same age. Yeah. But again, in here, they're not. Here, yeah. if, that, if he turns into the Batman, it would be a lot later on. So. Yeah. yeah, you're talking another 10 plus years, which would go back to like the comic books, right? You would sure. basically say like, you know, there's always been organized crime and there's always been this, you know, this one, you know, kingpin who knocks over banks and he's dressed like a clown, you know? You could yeah. always go with that. Um, how funny so- how they worked the whole bank thing in because remember the girl that you know, lived a couple doors down from him. She worked at a bank and he mm-hmm. was going to like follow her into a bank with the freaking gun, mind you. Right. Which would only work in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it was like, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like all these tie-ins, like I wonder if anyone else is getting all these tie-ins. Right. Yeah. And then, and then for me, one of the chilling things that I, that, I, that still holds true besides some of the dialogue that he was saying about, you know, his life, he used to think of his life as a tragedy. It, it was really a comedy. You know, it's one of those type of things. Uh, you know, he snuffs out his, his own mother. Uh, we don't – we're led to believe that he probably killed that girl that, you know, lived a couple doors down from him and, and her daughter. You know, yeah, and, you know, left in the dark on that one, which is probably a good thing. Yeah, because it was like I'm there – Gasping like, oh my gosh! So he killed his that guy that worked with them, but let the other guy go. That was a crazy scene too. That yeah. was like insane. Yeah, he was like, you know, you've always been good to me, you know. And he was like, oh, watch your step, you know. Here you go. Do you need help? You know. And they walk down the hall like nothing's happening. And there's, you know, Arthur like covered in blood. You know. Yeah. He, and yeah. then um, and, so then, here, here, and then, here, here. then you have for me the scene was. When he's looking in the taxi cab and there's somebody in the taxi cab wearing wearing the clown mask staring back at him and you notice the long hair. So you're thinking it's a woman. I'm thinking that was the girl that he saved in the subway that night. Hmm. Could be. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's the same girl. And she's like in on this. Like she's like – and I'm thinking that could be Harley Quinn. Okay, you're you're pulling at straws there a little bit, but it's not impossible. The the yeah. question the question though that brings all these tie points together is does it warrant a sequel? No. What you, is it? Okay. You, you this is this is a one-time only deal and I get it it made a lot of money. It is literally the number 1 R-rated movie of all time in the superhero genre. Or any genre, I think. I think R-rated movie, period. R-rated movie, period, right. Yeah. I mean, and, everybody's either loving on it or hating on it, but it, they can't deny it. I mean, and, and look, for me, honestly, like I saw it the first time, and I think I spoke about my experience on the podcast yes. before. Yep. I've told people who have never seen it, I'm like, look, this is one of those movies you don't want to see by yourself. 
you want to see it with somebody that you know and, and everything else. And that way you have a chance to like talk about things because I was left with like a lot of stuff. Like it was so heavy that I'm like, I want to talk about this stuff. But it, well, for one, it was late at night when I was when I saw this movie. Um, but like I've offered like other people have said, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go see the Joker. But I'm like, hey, look, if you want someone to go with you, just let me know. I'll go with you. It's one of those movies I'm willing to see again with somebody else. Mm hmm. But not necessarily go see by yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I think the biggest thing here before we switch over to something different um, is what is the impact that this is going to have on the DC universe going forward? What are some of the things we might see come out of this um, as far as other movies, spinoffs? You know, how is it going to change? What's coming up next? Is it, or is it, as you said, kind of anomaly and just doesn't have any other impact other than it was a fantastic film? That it was deep and heavy, and it was a one-time phenomenon. And maybe DC will do something like this again with a different character. But as far as I, this story goes, we're done. I, I think I think the story's done. I personally believe this is going to win a, a couple Oscars. Um, Joaquin yeah. may walk away with the best actor. Mm. Um, my 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 other uh, my other thing about it is like you're right. I think this is going to change the way studios approach movie making like in essence you can make any movie you want and then just basically take an ip that you own like like a joker or like a batman or something like that and just insert them in i think that's what christopher nolan did with his trilogy and the last one of course being a retelling of a of a tale of two cities and just making it about a bat and just putting batman in there you know batman characters as opposed to the original characters from the from the dickens story right Oh yeah, you know you just do that, or uh, I, I I honestly think that that this is going to let the studios know that hey, it doesn't have to all be about the shiny special effects, right? Or like the powers and everything, you know, the superpowers. Those stories are great, right? We don't mind those at all, but it could be so much more. Like it could be grounded, like this one was, right. And, yeah. and I and I think it's going to lead to like them saying, you know what, we don't have to like use these on just thirteen year old kids anymore. These can be for the thirty somethings or the forty somethings that grew up on these characters. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think we'll probably see another another movie like this, and it'll probably be on that same guise of, you know, from the same people that brought you like Logan and the Joker. Here comes. Blah, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So, great, 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 um, great talk there about the Joker. I love it. But I do want to switch over to something a little more upbeat. Yeah. Because uh, that yeah, let's just, do it. <laughs> that's, that's We're not, not all about sadness and grief no. and heaviness no. here. We're, this, is, this, is, this is two nerds and a joke. Yes. Let's get Where's to the, the joke, joke funny man? <laughs> <laughs> so, my daughter's. She's 12 going on what she thinks of 22 and you know out there parting. So she's watching a lot of YouTube videos, as a lot of kids her age do. You have a daughter who's a little bit younger than mine, and she watches a lot of YouTube, as my daughter does as well. And, and ironically, my son's 16. He's not really into that. But it's, it's my daughter specifically. Her age range just love watching YouTube videos. And she was following this one particular um, personality – on the on the show, I don't remember her name. I think it's Amy or something. No idea. But she's actually really good. She's she's a funny person. She's a good show. I really enjoy it. But 
she also has a channel on this thing called uh, Amiibo. Uh, it's kind of a weird little app, A-M-I-N-O. I think it's Amino. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Whatever. So I those, these, I'm going to go out and live and say Amino, yeah, like so, Amino Acids. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. So we've actually just gotten a page on there. We've got uh, 20 followers so far. Um, we do have a Two Nerds and a Joke community that will follow the podcast. I have a wiki page on there that kind of talks about the guests we've had on and talks about all of our cool stuff. But one of the things that I saw on there, because it's kind of a community based on interest. So you create a community based on your specific interests and then go from there, right? So there is a Todd Rudd. uh, What's his first name? Paul Paul Rudd. Paul. I always think Todd. Paul Rudd page. And my son also had mentioned this to me that Paul Rudd's new show on Netflix. It's called Living With Yourself. So no spoilers, but the general concept of it is – he finds out he, he through a series of weird events he ends up with a duplicate of himself. Um, you remember the movie with uh, Keat, Michael Keaton? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he kept making copies of himself, right? And they kept getting dumber and, and dumber, the, and, dumber. And the copies were making copies of themselves. Exactly. Yeah. So consider it, but in reverse: the copy you make is better than the original. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. So basically, you make a copy of yourself gets made through the series of events, and basically you have to live with yourself. And figure out how to live with yourself through a series of events. Very funny show. The interesting question it brought up, which I thought would be kind of fun, is if you had a better version of yourself, how would you be able to live with yourself, if you will? Just like, again, in the show, it's – and one thing I tell you, the interesting thing about the show is Paul Rudd, you know, you see him in Ant-Man. He's fun. He's entertaining. He's well, enjoyable. He's, he's also been in Halloween. Halloween, Clueless. yeah. Yeah, but he's always the kind of the funny kind of everyday guy. Yeah, yeah. I can see he that. has some interesting acting chops here. Where he's placed two different versions of himself. It's kind of the – It's like the odd couple, like yeah. Oscar and Felix. Right, but he's playing both roles. Yeah. So it's very kind of cool to see him do it. He has some really I, – I'd say he came out with some serious acting chops. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, impressed. Okay. He's not just a goofball. Um, so if you had to live with yourself, could you do it? Oof. Hold on. Let me think of this now. So this would be like another Ernie. Yeah. Looks like me, same high, talks, walks, all that stuff, except he's better at me in what, so to speak? Everything. He's more confident. He's better at his job than you. He's better at socializing with people than you. He's um, more f- physically fit than you. You know that kind of stuff. Oh, so he doesn't look like me then? He looks saying. like you, but he's the skinnier version of you. Damn because it. in the show, he's basically the two characters. The the better version is a little more buff. He looks oh. basically the same, but he's a little more buff. So the same idea. It's your, your genetic improvement. They can't fix everything about you, but okay. they're basically to fix. As much as they can genetically, and I know people do. Um, it's funny. They had um, a football player. Oh, crap. What's his name? The one for the Patriots. Brady? But, yeah. They had Tom Brady in it. He, <laughs> plays, he has a cameo, and he he's coming in and out of this place, and he's like, yeah, it's my sixth time. It's like, oh, that's how you keep getting so awesome. You just keep cloning <laughs> yourself and making better and better versions of yourself. Okay. Funny joke. I like good, it. Good pull. <laughs> yeah, good was, pull. All right. It's like a two-second thing, but it's freaking hilarious. Okay. Um, but so that's the idea, and you can do it again and again and again. It costs a lot of money, of course, but oh, of course, basically, yeah. you know, you can do it again and again and make yourself better and better and better. So I basically, so the question that you have for me is, I basically took all my coins, 
went mm. down to this place and uh, I said, I want the special. Yeah. And I, me. I get it done. And now this guy who is me, but he really isn't me. Right. Right. And he's going to come in and he's going to upstage me in, uh, in every facet of my life. Yes. And I can't kill him. Well, sure. He's human. He's he's mortal. Okay. I mean, so he's he can not, die. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not like superhuman. He's just a better version of you. I'm, th- I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. This is going to pose some serious problems to my life. Right, and that's kind of what the show explores. Is this like, how do you use him? And and in the show, I and mean, not to give too much away, but he kind of you know he has his job that he's okay at. He used to be better at, and this guy comes in and kind of makes it all better again. You know, and makes his job better and, you know, makes his uh, – he's married in the show. No spoiler there. Just he's married. He makes his relationship better. And, you know, you kind of have this thing, okay, now you're in a girlfriend relationship. Are you two separate people or the same person? So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Would you know the difference between the more improved me and the regular me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So people know it. So people know that this is like the better version of you. Oh, they don't. They don't know that there's two of you. No. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. but if you, if I knew you, and it'd be like, what the heck happened? You used to be so, you know, this way, and now you're so much more outgoing and and confident, and you know, better at things. What what what'd you do? Where'd you go? How'd you get so much more everything? <sighs> all right, I could I could take. All right. Honestly, I would probably. I would probably be a little depressed at first. Yeah, and, which is and, kind of a reaction, which is and, kind of weird. With. And and then I would probably be like, well, let me work on like doing better, like being this guy. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, we that, have a that, request. Oh, go on. We have a request from our feed. We have about five, four or five listeners to the whole show, and we do actually have a request. All right. And it's a Netflix show. And I don't know if you watched it yet. Did you watch El Camino? Yes. Okay, cool. Can we switch? Yeah, let's go ahead. All right, cool. I figured because I want you to I want you to check it out. Definitely check out Living With Yourself. It's really good and enjoyable and fun. But you've got to ask yourself throughout, would I do the same thing if I were that guy? Got it. Okay. It's 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 very cool. So El Camino. I watched this a couple – like the week it came out. I okay. was a huge Breaking Bad fan, as were you. Yes. You watched Better Call Saul too, right? Yes. You watched the whole thing? Yes. OK. You're a little bit ahead of me. I did not watch Better Call Saul. So the – so El Camino basically in a, in a rough shot is basically the redemption – well, no. quasi-redemption story. I don't or know if it's redemption. He's trying to, but it was that one line at the very end where he got all shot to hell from that perspective. But you're thinking he's trying to get himself right. Right all the wrongs. Exactly. Fix all the things in him. And I loved – it was a little confused because they tried to do the same thing they did in the show, right? Yeah. They tell they basically give you what happens and then here's how they all got to that point. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Did I miss how he actually got out of jail part? Did I miss that? Maybe I maybe I, I stepped away for a hot second because in the flashbacks it keeps talking or not jail but you know being a prisoner. Right when he was being held 
held <laughs> captive by uh, the neo-Nazis. <laughs> right, basically. Did, we, did I miss how he actually escaped? We know he escaped. We know what happened before he escaped. We saw the attempt when he was in the desert trying to escape. But did I miss where he actually escaped? Or did they just not show you that? They just didn't show you. Okay, cool. Because I want to make sure I didn't miss Unless something. I missed it too. I was, like, I'm thinking back on it. I'm like, no, no, I don't think they actually physically showed him like escaping. No, and that's my thing. I was so kind of weirded out by that. I was like, well, you didn't show it. What the hell? So I was kind of – I mean was that and, – and the whole thing goes back of like good storytelling, right? Do you really need them to show you or is it better left for you to like imagine how he got out? Like did he like suddenly become like smarter than his captors and like basically trick them? Or did he just wait for them to get sloppy and took advantage of it? I'm thinking they got sloppy and he took advantage of it. Now I'm getting from the feed that they say they did show us, so we both missed it somewhere. Oh. Yeah, we'll have to go back and rewatch. All it's right, I'll, very... I'll rewatch. All right, so we missed we missed that one crucial C. Oh, okay. Jesse Pinkman choked out a man to get the keys. And that's how he got out. He ended up choking. I bet he choked out the same guy who was ordering the pizza and beer for him that one time when he was trying to clean up the mess with his. Uh, I bet that's who he ended up choking out. Yeah, and Walter killed everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. true. Walter that is, did did yeah. tie up all the loose ends. Yeah, he did, and yeah. that was that was kind of crazy to kind of watch. And it's like, and the guy who, who's who he snapped and stuff. He snapped the neck of. In that one scene. He's like, yeah, you know, I gotta do it. And it's like, yeah, it's been good, it's been real. It's just kind of really weird to kind of see. You that. know, the other the other part about it is like when he's at the dude's house, like when he takes him out, right, and he yeah. takes him to his house to like do these chores, right? You're yeah. kind of like, all right, what is this leading to? Like, it's moving so slow at that point, right? And he's oh, like, yeah. oh, well, there it is, and it's like this camper top, like sitting in a emptied out pool. Then he's talking about his nosy neighbor, and then he's then walking in, and then like he finally discovers, oh shoot, there's a dead body, and the guy's so nonchalant about it. And kudos to the actor. Now, mind you, I've seen him in other roles, and he kind of he kind of does the same acting in these other roles. Also, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Game Night. I've heard of it. I don't think I've seen it though. Yeah, uh, it's it's a when it when I first saw the trailer for it, I was like, oh, that looks so ridiculous. I'm not gonna watch that. But then, uh, like, I saw it on uh, HBO or Showtime, mm-hmm. one of those, and I was like, all right, this is actually a, a pretty decent movie, right? Yeah. And um, and he's in it, and he has like the same type of mannerisms, and it's kind of and he and he plays that you know distant creepy guy, and I'm wondering like if this is, I mean. Heck, if I had a money-making idea to play that role, I, I'll milk it for all it's worth, right? Oh, you know, sure. I'm not looking at winning Academy Awards. I'm looking for a paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep doing this. I'll keep being the the creepy guy, you know, with the with that long glare that he does. He does those long shots of him just not saying anything. He just has that stoic look on his face. Oh yeah, kind of, kind of like in the show, we're like when when uh, Walter and Pinkman they were at the at the railroad tracks, remember? Mm-hmm. And yeah. the kid watched them all pull off this heist, and you know, you, you th- and he's looking at the kid. And the kid's looking at him, and you're thinking, "All right, what's happening here?" And he whips out the gun and blasts him. Yeah, it gets yeah. 
in cold blood. Like he has like no remorse. And then you see the same thing with his with the with the housekeeper that found where he hid his money, which is crazy. That I'll tell you what that whole house scene with the multiple layers to it and the people searching and the fake cops and and oh my god. Oh yeah, well the fake cops are what got me. I was like, these guys aren't cops. And then yeah. sure enough, man, he exposes them for. And I'm like, oh my god, it's the guy who built the cage. Oh, this is yeah. another thing, like. You gotta kill this dude too. I knew that guy was gonna end up getting it. I didn't expect him to get it like that, though. Yeah, no, I know. Well, what, well, let me ask you this because it has a great middle part, but the the story itself, like the overall arching, or well, the ending of it, do we? Well, first off, I guess the real question is, did we need this movie? Was it was it a story that needed? Yo, to be there was there was a lot of people that were like, you know, they, they, they wanted another they wanted movie. to know what happened with Pigman, right? Because the last episode, he's basically driving away with tears in his eyes. Right, which the timing of the timeline and the different uh, haircuts and stuff really helped make that clearer of to what freaking timeline they were doing. Because they just <laughs> went back and forth like crazy. Yeah. But, but, dude, did we need this? I mean, I know people wanted it, and I got that. They were big fans of the show. I was a huge fan. I love the show. It's a great way of storytelling. But did we need it? Well, after, well, no. <laughs> we, we, we didn't need it, but it was it was nice to have because yeah, literally, exactly. like that's one of the things you talk about with other people. Like I, I refer to it as like you know you're you're at a cocktail party and you're and you're having conversation. Someone says, "Oh, uh, you, you did you ever watch Breaking Bad?" And you're like, "Yeah, I love that show." And then you would lead to, "What do you think happened to Pinkman when he's driving away?" Right? Like, what did what's he next? do? Yeah. What, what's next for that guy? Like his his entire life is is gone. It's he yeah. could never have that life. He can't go back to his parents. He can't go anywhere around there to anything that he ever knew and cared about. I mean, yeah. just, like just start over or what? And yeah. I had this conversation with somebody at my job, and I said, I'm thinking he just kept driving south, like into the deep dark recesses of Mexico, right? Sure, why not? Right? Because I mean, he was in New Mexico. You figured. You know, you, you could probably assimilate yeah. pretty quickly, right? Yeah. Well, what I kind of so but said, what he did was he went the opposite. Like, like yeah. this person said, no, nah, I think he went to like Alaska or like the cabin where Walter was. Like, he went out there. Wow, yeah, and, that, that's kind of where he went. He went out to Alaska. Here's my question for you, though: Do you feel that the story with his two friends—I can never remember their names. Oh, uh, 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 yeah, them Badger, Slim. No. Slim? Yes, skinny, tiny, whatever. You know those two dudes. It was Badger, though, right? One Bones. Of them was Badger. Yeah, one was Badger. Was the other one Bones? Slim, skinny, something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. Did you feel? Yeah, Badger was definitely one of them, though. I knew that much. I remember that much. Do you feel their story uh, was satisfying? I mean, what they ended up doing with their lives after those two guys left? Yeah, I kind of felt they helped him out so much, but they never really got their due. You want to see a show with them, don't you? That could be the other spinoff. Like what happened once the Heisenberg, you know, whole like thing like left, right? Did they have some of their own like to sell, you know, or are they trying to make it by? It's obvious that they're not making legitimate work, right? Well, no, they're doing something. I mean, They, they they have a hustle. They have something going on, but I mean, yeah. Do do they? Do we really feel that they got? Do we feel that they should get their comeuppance if they deserve that? 
The overall answer is that yes. All right. If you're involved in dealing drugs or selling drugs or making drugs, you're you're out to hurt you're you're profiting on like death. Yeah, basically. So you should get your comeuppance. Yeah, but they never really do. But they really that we know of. That we know of, true. But I mean that would I Because remember he said he he sent Badger out to the desert, right? Yeah. Well, they did do their a lot of their grunt work. I mean, yeah, they would send Badger out to uh, switching cars. They're, you know, helping Pinkman or giving and, him money. And the cops were. And he's like, look, if the cops show up, they show up. They can't get me on anything. I'll just lie to them, right? But you don't know which cops are coming. That's true. And and the fair, yeah, and you don't know who's going to catch them. And, and that would be a, I'd, I'd be the adventure of Badger. I mean, I think that could be something. <laughs> you do that. Do Badger right? Right. I'd, I'd, I'd watch that. I'd watch that. But again, I, it goes back to I think the story's done. I think that's it. it was a, it was an interesting finale. I think it was a little bit. I felt a little bit of a letdown by the end of it. In some respect, I, I think about him getting all the cash so that he could buy his new life. In other words, yeah, I, I, I was okay. I just I don't know. Because I mean, or you could do the vacuum guy. You could be that. You could you could have that guy. Yeah. That guy, which we never saw anywhere else before, which I thought was kind of a, a cheap uh, move. Well, Some you random. saw him in the show. Was he in the show? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, you're going back for me now. I have to, I have to rewatch that. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, okay. but if I'm not mistaken, this is also the same guy on a tangent. He was in a Quentin Tarantino movie also. Speaking of Quentin Tarantino. Go on. Well, or the big, or the, um, big movie makers – Kind of full circling, the whole drama about the Marvel movies not being real movies. <laughs> Scorsese, yeah, good yeah. old Marty, right? Good old Uncle Marty. Why do people want to ask Uncle Marty what his thoughts are? Right? I mean, like seriously, it's like why? If you do don't want, if you're not going to like the response, then why do you ask the question? Well, and the fair, the funny thing is too is, and he actually took back kind of a uh, a piece of it. Uh, he was like, well, no, no, I didn't mean it. It's a different genre. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Look, me, I think everyone's entitled to their opinion. Ooh, I'm okay with him not liking the Marvel movies. Of course. I mean, he's just one opinion in a sea of opinions. But yeah. at the same point, why does why why is there so – why does he need to hate? Now, there's enough controversy out there about the Marvel movies going on. Let's not fool ourselves. And Disney in general, as they're talking now that the pre-sellout stuff for um, Star Wars is crazy. Um, I don't know if you saw it. I haven't. I I have kept myself spoiler-free for the next movie on purpose. The only thing I've seen was the trailer that was released at Comic Con. Okay. And, and that was because somebody sent it to me and said, you have to watch this. And when I watched it, I was like, I can't see anything else. Oh, yeah. The last trailer is – it's it's it, it'll make you cry, dude. I'm, and I know there's, it's a very controversial movie. But no, the country isn't about the actual movie itself. There, but there's a couple pieces. One of them is they're talking about the pre-sale ticket thing again. Oof. So tell me the controversy. Tell, tell me and I'll give you my, my, my two bits. So what they're saying is is that similar to the Han Solo pre-buyout is that there's a lot of pre-sales. Like it's going to be – it's the highest pre-sale uh, since the Avengers. 
The problem is, is against that con- controversy is coming up that blocks of seats are being sold, like whole blocks. Right. And there are all these theaters, same theaters, almost like they're auto purchases. Who's buying all these tickets? Is Disney buying all the tickets to their own show and these roads that nobody ever sits in anyways and just the buying whole them? Captain Marvel, the whole Avengers Endgame. Right. Debacle Con- all over again. Coming up all over again. They're like, well, Han Solo said they broke pre-sale seats, you know, pre-sales as well, and look how bad that movie did. So it's kind of this weird thing again coming around again. Well, about the same I hate I hate the way they say did bad. Didn't Solo like double what they put in it? Well, yeah, it's not like Gemini Man, unfortunately, the Will Smith movie that's supposed to be like the biggest, you know, high tech movie ever made because of the way they did the him facing himself and it bombed and actually lost millions of dollars, which is kind of weird to hear about a movie. That's so weird. Yeah, I know. Will Smith, right? Well, and I also love the premise, too. Right, but I didn't go see it. Did you go see it? No, I didn't go see it. Nobody saw it. Yeah, that's that's the point. It's like really cool concept. I'm not gonna see it. Yeah, I'll wait for it to come out. You know, but it's a controversy about Disney really just trying to be, you know, really kind of under this controversy of are they actually you know self buying tickets and how they're doing their movies and how they're promoting and how they're buying their own taglines or is it just haters hating you know is it just controversy and who knows if we'll ever actually get to the truth of it all but it's just another publicity stunt maybe or or maybe is it is it possible that all this is just maybe the gemini man is probably the truest depiction of like movie pre-sales right sure Maybe that's the real thing. Maybe these other things are so inflated, right? Like Disney really wants all of their releases to be blockbuster successes, like setting records. They're not so much okay with, hey, let's put out something really good. Right. No, no. no. We want to own a record while we're at it. Like most, most like uh, most views of a trailer in the first twenty four hours. Most uh, tickets sold, you know, on release day on a Thursday. You know, it, it's stuff like that that I noticed that they really are are making a concerted effort into achieving. And hanging I, their hats on. Uh, what was that? Hanging their hats on, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, hey, look at this movie now. Like, like Star Wars Episode. 9. They didn't have to say like. It's going to break all the pre-sale records. It's like, why don't we wait till after it's done and, and review it, right? Because yeah. I, I thoroughly believe that they manipulated the last couple movies. I really, yeah. I really feel that way. Yeah, no, and I think um, it's a, it's a big piece of the puzzle to really understand that you know it's, it's not just so much about. These numbers, it's about the quality of the movie, and that's what they should be promoting, and it, it, it seems to get lost in all this controversy. Whether the controversy is real or not, it's just kind of – you know, just to focus on the story. you know. So I don't know. We'll see, we'll see how the story actually is for it and see you know, with the things that they're hinting and rumoring at. The other part of it too is – I don't know if you heard – is they're actually pushing these trailers out with specific story points in them. To see what fans think, and they're re-videoing and re-editing and re-shooting some scenes based on what the responses are from people. I do not doubt that 
for one moment. With the technology and how powerful computers are now, they could already have – from my understanding, that film was done like last year or something ridiculous like that, right? Mm-hmm. And what they do afterwards is just post-production stuff, like little tweaks here and there, and then they do their testing, and then their 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 screenings and the VFX screenings and all of that stuff. I think you're right. I think they're putting out these trailers and they're using technology to see, all right, how many thumbs ups are these getting? How many likes are these getting? How many people are are hearts? How many people are doing sads? How many people are doing thumbs down? What are you thumbs downing about? And I think they they create these things to like, like you said, redo movies a la Rogue One. Yeah. No, absolutely. So crazy stuff, but we'll have to see how it actually happens. It is coming out soon, and we are going to have very soon the next couple of weeks an episode where we do the sports psychology of Kylo Ren with one of our great uh, friends of the podcast. What a great discussion. Yeah. What a great discussion. Yeah, we had a great conversation of Kylo Ren and, and everything surrounding him and what we're going to see out of this movie with Kylo Ren's character development and, how, and what direction he goes. So I'm very excited about that. Not to, uh, not to, not to pre-sell it too much, no. but I think this, that will probably be the greatest podcast ever recorded. Oh God! Okay, well, don't don't sell it too high. But in, in fact, bandwidth <laughs> from people listening to this will be so strained that they would have to like kick in the extra nuclear power plants to cover the power. You know, they, you know, it's it's good. It's going to be so immense. It's going to change your life. It's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Well, for those of you, for those of you listening, we do have our show every week. Um, yeah, before, every week. Before, every week. Before we go, we wanted to remind everybody that if you aren't, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We do do videos every once in a while. Um, we do our live show here every couple of weeks. We have our regular weekly episodes. I posted the link in the feed. Thank you guys for joining us today um, who've joined us. Um, you follow us on wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, in, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, Podcoin, all the different sites that you can get your podcast from. Come join us, Radio Public as well. And, of course, you can like and love us on our newest app, as I meant, Amino. Um, see if we can get an uh, followers of our community we go live there too to join that make sure you're following us here we post more and more content here as we go on um and of course as always we want to thank our fans for listening and watching us and liking us as always as well so ernie we got a lot more stuff that we're going to discuss next time but we've already been doing this for an hour um but we have more stuff going on we're going to talk about more of the stuff in the next couple of weeks we have a great great podcast coming next uh, friday saturday morning um we talked to a real comedian uh he has a special and everything his name is phil and you can check that out next week we'll do some advertising for him this upcoming week so you learn a little bit more about that so definitely uh, check that out and if you missed this episode don't worry, we will be posting it to our Anchor podcast page or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts in the next couple of weeks, so you'll be able to catch it there as well. We're also looking at getting a live channel right here, of course, on CastBox, so you can listen to the recorded episodes live and uncut on the regular as well as we post them. So, Ernie, if you will, please, because we've done so much today, send us out with style. Peace out. Peace out, everybody. Talk to you next time. And that's another episode of Two Nerds and a Joke. Follow Robert and Ernie on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to their YouTube channel.